Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today, my guest is Tanya Berry, or as some of you may know her, Tanya Berry. She is the Vice President of Gas Operations here at Consumers Energy. So, Tanya, if you'll introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Hi, Bill, and thank you for having me. I know people may not listen to this on a Friday, but it is Friday, yay. So <laughs> I, I have to throw that one in there because, uh, you know, I you know I, I am a uh, believer of bringing joy into every single day or finding little, little places where we can have joy in our day. So I am uh, really happy to be here and talk about uh, something that I am uh, passionate about, which is not only our uh, employee resource groups, but more specifically, capable. First of all, what is an employee resource group? I know what they are. I was part of our veterans advisory panel and I belong to Capable and a couple of others. But what is an employee resource group for maybe our audience members who aren't familiar with that? These are groups or organizations that come together for a like purpose or cause. Uh, together, right? But anyone can join, right? Anyone can join. You don't have to necessarily identify specifically with that group uh, yourself, but it could be an issue or uh, something that you're very passionate about. Sometimes I think people forget too, when we think about employee resource groups, you can have identification to, uh, to the group through friends and family. So it becomes learning opportunity, support group, a resource group. And, you know, I encourage everyone to join all of them. Uh, because I am a part of all of them. Um, there's a way you could do that out on the DE&I website, or if it suits you, you can try and start to experience with one, right? We have WAB, WIN, uh, Capable, MAP, you know, I won't name them all, but yes, that's where we are, Bill. And what I'm hearing, uh, just for clarification, is all I need to do is is maybe support the vision and mission of that particular ERG, I don't necessarily have to be a member of that community, so to speak, but be an ally. Be an, be, be an ally. Um, and I think it shows support to our coworkers uh, who may identify also, right, within that group. And every time I attend an event or I go and I participate with one of our employee resource groups, I learn something. I learn something new. Uh, I learn something, even maybe a little bit more about myself. So these opportunities uh, to participate and learn, not only support others, but you'll learn and grow and stretch yourselves. And it's how you'll show up in the world because our groups represent our coworkers, our customers, the communities in which we live and serve. And so um, I think it's very important that we become uh, very well-rounded. It helps us to become a well-rounded human. Well, and if you think about it, when we do our inclusion and safety tailboard, there's a little section on agility, and we always talk about stretching as part of being agile. And I always say, don't forget, we want to stretch our bodies, but don't forget to stretch your mind. And I think this would be a great place to do that. Yes, yes. And, you know, Bill, the older I get, <laughs> I have, I continue to make sure I'm stretching my mind to keep things fresh, right? So as you... You know, I think about, they say, right, you don't want like an idle mind. You want to stretch and grow and you want to make sure that you're continually learning. And I, I'm a believer part of not only our physical health, but our mental health helps for longer life. 
Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about one specific employee resource group, and that is Capable, because you are the executive sponsor. So what is Capable, and what kinds of things do they do? Wow, Bill, so that is really good. So Capable, if you think about Capable, so I'm going to read uh, their statement here uh, to you, uh, because I think it's very well written. Capable removes barriers, opens minds, and creates pathways of meaningful work for current and future employees of all abilities. Uh, Capable does this by promoting accessibility, accommodations, and work-life flexibility to further our success as a company. So when we think about people of all abilities uh, and we think about capable, many times we think about only the things that we can see, right? And there are lots of things that we can't see. For instance, if someone has hearing difficulty or uh, sight difficulty or has uh, mental health challenges. So uh, does capable encompass all of those things? All of those. So, Bill, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I think that we often associate a disability, to your point, with visible or what is seen, what we see. And that's so judgy to me, but that means you can identify what you perceive the disability to be and you believe it's a disability because you can see uh, it. However, to your point, there are several what we call invisible or hidden disabilities, right? And so it could be things uh, as what we may not think, but I'm gonna call it chronic fatigue. It could be arthritis. It could be uh, high blood pressure. It could be, to your point, depression. It could be, you brought it up, hearing loss. It could be a learning disability. You know, I'll share a quick story with you, Bill. my best friend is uh, dyslexia, and she teaches students. And she's taught now for over 25 years and has had a very successful career in doing so. When you see her and meet her, you would never know. And you would never know that she has successfully right, went through undergrad, graduate school, and pursuing others. Uh, but she also had challenges in being able to do and accomplish that, right? And so it was very interesting when we were growing up, she would often share with me, it is a struggle for me to read. Uh, and so we would be in a restaurant or we would read the menu together, even to this day. And she'll kind of chuckle and say, you know, it takes a little bit longer for me to get through this menu. Uh, or, you know, she's the person that has to show up work very early before all the other teachers to write the words on the board for the kids. Because when she writes, she may spell backwards. But what she has learned is that I get it there early, I write on the board, I step back, and she can identify and then fix and correct. Now, if you think about that, some parents said they knew that, they could judge that, they could say, oh, I don't want her teaching my kid. I mean, but how awesome is that she has learned how to deal and adjust Right. And that she has successfully taught kids over time and she knows what she needs to do and what support is needed for her. So when we think about creating an inclusive work environment, think about coworkers who may be dealing with that very fact of and you may, you know, I think about the person and say, my goodness, it's taking them so long to read that. How do you know that? In their reading, you know, I simply think to myself and I think to my girlfriend who taught me at an early age. I mean, we've been together since five. It could be dyslexia. 
could be an invisible. And so it's going to take a little bit longer. So I think when we think about our values and spirit of caring and spirit of to make sure we're very mindful that people could be going through something. And I think we could simply ask, do you have what you need a support required? Just in that simple example is one that I wanted to share. Well, and I want to go back to something you said right at the beginning of that. And, um, you know, you, you think about some parents might think, well, that's not who I want to teach my child. But if you think about it, because she is in that unique position, if a child comes through her classroom that has dyslexia, then she is uniquely qualified to, first of all, identify it. And second of all, give that child some strategies to be successful so they don't have to suffer through until they're actually diagnosed. It- Exactly. And here's the wonderful thing. And this is what actually makes her very proud in her own career is that she's been able to help kids. Yeah, identify to your point because she can spot it. She can see it. She can, you know, um, very early in kind of that reading and writing and she can help people get there. And she's a model of, yes, you can be successful, even though I have a hidden. And yes, there are some accommodations I need. There are accommodations I have to make for myself. For a long time, I'm going to say for about 10 to 15 years, she's very embarrassed by this and didn't believe it was something that she felt she could fully disclose at work. And then she got to a point that I am proud of who I am. I will bring my whole self to work. And actually, because of what I've been through and what I've been living with my whole life, I can help others. She had to walk that journey herself. So as much as I wanted her to be there, she needed to go that through that herself. And now that she's comfortable, she will now acknowledge and say it out loud. And for a long time, she would never say it out loud. I knew, uh, but she would never say it out loud to people. You know, it would be things like, can you read this for me? I don't have my glasses today. Mm-hmm. And that was a cue for me when we were in front of a large audience. She's struggling right now. It's okay. Um, And I'm going to help her read it. And so no one else would know, right? Oh, she didn't have her glasses. But I knew what she was signaling to me. But she was uncomfortable being able to say out loud or felt pressure of, I don't want to take as long because it looks like everyone else read through this menu relatively quickly. And it's going to take me a little bit longer. So she would say, oh, boy, I don't have my glasses. Can you read this for me? Well, and it's good that she has a friend that knows and that is willing. And if we look at this through the larger lens of our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy, and we just look at the D, the diversity part of that, this is really what we're talking about, this diversity of background, of thought, of abilities, because people of differing abilities can help each other out and help others out to either A, understand their different abilities, and B, to help people who have that same differing ability um, to be successful. We can all kind of lift each other up and help each other out. But if we're not bringing our whole selves to work and we're not able to say who we are as a whole person, then we may never be able to help anyone else out. And we sort of suffer in silence, which is never a good thing. Yeah, Bill, when I think about that too, when I think about our company, Consumers Energy, we're a family and we're a community. And again, you know, one of the things that I always talk about with capable is uh, it may not always be your coworker, right? That is, it may be someone in their family. And if you have a shared experience or something you could offer, uh, then it could help them with a family member at home, right? We think about 
aging parents, right? And so capable helps with that, right? We talk about autism, right? So maybe you as an individual coworker is not autistic, but maybe your child is, or you have a niece or nephew, and capable has resources and access to things that can really help you. And so um, it may not, and so that's the thing I think when we think about our resource groups, and I'll go back to something I said earlier, it's not always necessarily that you have to identify uh, with the group exactly, but for yourself, but it may be you know others. But here's the thing with capable, and I will argue this today. I think everybody in this company could identify with capable in some way and probably has some sense of a hidden disability. Migraine, uh, you, if you're taking medicine for something. So I just, you know, I think that everyone could identify, but I think we so much lean to the, the physical uh, disability rather than the invisible. It could be a whole host of, if you're respiratory disorders, asthma, that is a hidden disability. Well, and it does impact sometimes the work you can do and where you can work. And if we're not talking about that, people aren't aware of that, we may be in positions that aren't good for us. Whereas if we felt comfortable in sharing that and understood the importance of it, not only does that help me if I'm the person, for instance, who has asthma, but it helps my supervisor to understand, you know, uh, what I need in order to be successful as a coworker. Right, right. And what triggers you, right? So it may be, you know, I, you know, I think about not here, but in a previous role, uh, I was leading a team and uh, one of the leaders said to me, oh, uh, Joe is always off in the spring. Always saying he's tired, always saying, but I think Joe is off fishing. Comes to, come to find out, Joe had super, super bad allergies and it was causing a lot of fatigue. Joe was dealing with a lot of infections associated. So if you guys have had like infections associated with allergies, I have little people at home that deal with that. It became uh, invisible to other disability that made functioning at work very hard because I can't sleep at night. I can't breathe. I can't. And I think about the work that we do and how important it is for us to stay safe. The fact that you can't breathe, you're sneezing all the time, you didn't have good sleep, are all distractions to the work and can lead to other injuries. So it is a perception that was made about Joe, but come to find out Joe was really struggling and, you know, Joe needed to go find and get the proper allergy medicine. And that eventually happened, but creating that environment where people can get the help and support they need. You know, I always say don't err on the side. Yes, we've all maybe had a bad experience where someone was untruthful, but I I lean towards most people are honest and will do the right things. And if we lead in that way, I, we, we should not lead to the couple that uh, may um, not be truthful in those ways. But I believe our coworkers here lead towards that so well and that really uh talks about uh, another portion of our uh tailboard right where we talk about assume positive intent right we should <laughs> always assume positive intent as a company what i have seen is that many times people are at first very afraid to to say hey i need an accommodation for this reason because they think 
they're going to lose their job or they think that something bad is going to happen to them. And what I have witnessed is that we are a company who will do everything possible to meet those accommodations for people who, who truly need them. And uh, even in my own experience, uh, this company does everything it can to make sure that our coworkers can work and can work safely and can work in an environment where they feel safe and can bring their whole selves to work. And if that means someone needs an accommodation to continue working, we've been very good about meeting those. Absolutely. And that is just why I love, you know, we think about um, capable again, like I said, in terms of the physical, right, what we think about. And, you know, we do uh, from a capable standpoint, we do go around, we look at our facilities, you know, people can report a barrier um, through capable to so we could kind of actively work what barrier if you need some support that you are experiencing. Most times, most of the barriers that are typically reported are, I'm going to say, more physical in nature. So it is either access to the doors being open, maybe we, the ramp, right, for uh, either a wheelchair or a scooter or something is not accurate, or a barrier even for our customers that come to our buildings and they need to make a payment. Um, is it accessible for those that may have different abilities? And so that is one thing, um, what we call barriers, but there's all other kind of barriers to your point of us being able to successfully do our work. And we want to make sure our coworkers have what they need and the accommodations that they need to successfully complete the job. We welcome people of all abilities here. Uh, Bill, if you don't mind me talking, because I did want to move over as we talk about all abilities and how we really put this into practice. So are you are you familiar with Project Search? I am, but I would love for you to talk about Project Search because I think that it's so important. I have been to the graduations. I have cried. I have cheered. Uh, it's just an amazing program. So if you could talk a bit about that, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an effort. We work with uh, the Jackson County School District and we help transition students with disabilities from school to work by providing them with real life work experiences. So uh, these students come uh, and they spend some time with us and they actually do work in the departments for those that have uh, chosen to have a sponsor a student. And the students go through and they bring their whole selves uh, to work. And at the end of the time that they spend with us, there's, to your point, a graduation, a report out. They share those experiences that they have. And, you know, over time, every time I've attended and I've heard from those supervisors as well as the members of Project Search Talk, it is amazing experience. I think it is. It changes not only the supervisor, but it changes and it impacts those students. And when you say the tears, it is just a powerful experience to offer because what it shows also, too, is it shows, I think it demonstrates how we work, how we can work with those with all abilities. And the wonderful thing, and it's always about many students and kids and these students, they don't mind sharing or letting you know what their disability is, be it visible or invisible. And they are so happy and proud to do the work. And, you know, I think about a couple of the videos I've seen where the students say, I want to come work at Consumers Energy because they felt 
an environment that was very inclusive. And so um, I know it's something we do uh, every year. We bring students on board and I, you know, I love it. I, I love it. So every time we get a graduation and people get to talk about the projects and work, and I know we've done a lot of work over in engineering and we've done some in supply chain. And so I'm going to just say, don't be afraid to the supervisors out there. When the opportunity comes up for you to have another resource, you'd be amazed. Uh, and uh, our students have seen things that we haven't seen with our own eyes uh, when I think about some of these stories. So you'd be, you'd be amazed. So I ask everybody, uh, as we talk about stretching kind of that mind and growth, uh, maybe an opportunity uh, for you uh, around this caring and compassion and learning is maybe sign up uh, for an opportunity. And they provide a good match. Right. So I do think it's nice that our people and culture team work really well, kind of to understand, hey, here's the students abilities and what they're able to do and try to match with a job that they can be successful at. And so I don't want people to be afraid of that either. Like, oh, I don't want anybody that can't do the work. It, the program really does a nice job of creating a match, because what you don't want is for people to feel frustrated in the experience. So at Consumers, we do provide, I'm going to say one of our conference rooms, uh, one of the buildings, typically OEP or maybe the Jackson Service Center uh, to provide. They have classroom training that happens um, with an instructor on site that comes from uh, Jackson schools. And then they participate in their consumers work activity. So I love the program. We just had a graduation. So uh, for those that maybe check Facebook or are, I think, uh, I think the link is out there on Facebook and there's a social. So check the graduation if you want to learn a little bit more about it. And I think that uh, the Jackson County Intermediate School District, it's on their Facebook page as well as past graduations. So there's a lot of great stuff. I wanted to make a point here, and that is that this isn't some sort of, you know, add on program like this is real work that, that these students are doing. This isn't some made up patronizing kind of thing. This is real work. They're actually contributing to the work that we're doing as a company. They are learning so much from it. And it's it's fun to watch, like you said, the transformation, not only of the students, but the transformation of all of those around them um, as they go through uh, the, the, the whole uh, program. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because it's uh, you know, it's Friday. I'm happy that that uh, project search always puts a smile on my face. So if you're a consumer's energy supervisor and you're looking for some extra hands out there, please reach out, uh, find out about project search and uh, and it will certainly change change you uh, as you go through it. So, Tanya, we have talked about so much. I think we have to have another podcast uh, in the in the very near future. But we are coming to the point where we have to close out. So is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we do that? There's a couple of things that I want to make sure I mention here uh, as we talk about capable. So one, I want to talk about uh, the star itself. Right. So if you think about the capable star, if you're familiar with it or you've seen it. Right. I, I think you see kind of green and blue are definitely the colors of that star. I wanted to share with you the meaning of the star if you didn't know. So the capable star. Which is its logo for capable is a symbol of hope, tenacity, overcoming our odds. If you pay attention, there's actually a crack in the star that signifies the possible issues that you may have or have had to deal with 
But even though it is slightly shattered, not perfect, the star doesn't lose its brightness. It keeps on shining. So remember, you are able, you are capable, despite what the universe has given or taken away from you. And with that, every year under Capable, there is a Shining Star Award that is given. Um, and it recognizes employees uh, that really go out of the way to remove barriers, open mind, and create pathways for meaningful work for current and future employees. Uh, if you visit the Capable website, you are able to nominate someone for this award. So I would like to put it out there. Uh, October uh, is when we really kind of celebrate Capable on Disability Month. And so think about that. Uh, if you didn't know about Capable, but maybe this is going to spark your interest to nominate someone to receive the, that award. So that is uh, my two comments there that I'm going to leave us with. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is a very busy day uh, to to talk with me, to talk with the audience, to, to give out all this great information and uh, look forward to doing this again very soon. So thanks so much, Tanya. Thanks, Bill. And thank you to the audience for tuning in today. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, and be sure to take a few minutes and fill out our survey to let us know how we're doing. That can be found at http colon slash slash b-i-t dot l-y slash m-e dash y-o-u dash u-s. And remember to tune in every Wednesday when we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.